The 2019-20 season continues to roll along. The Minnetonka Skippers have one of the books. They open at home against the Rosemont Irish. And then now it's going to be a big roadie up north. We're going to get into that in a minute. Sean Goldthrow, we're in the office right now as you prepare for the upcoming practice here early on this Thanksgiving week. I hope you're well, my friend. Doing great. Holidays coming up. Kids are going. It's an awesome start to high school hockey. It's been just across the board. It's been amazing. One of the things we talked about before we get into your club is I think you said there are 15 to 20 teams that are really good this year, something we haven't seen in quite a while. Yeah, there might be more. Yeah. You know, From what I'm kind of estimating, that's kind of what I figured after last spring and into the summer and going into the fall. There's a lot of really good teams. There's a ton of parity this year. It's going to be really fun. I think it's wide open. And you're going to see uh, each section have you know two, three, maybe even four teams that are going to vie for this you know state tournament when it comes in in March. And to me, the semifinals could be across many of these sections as good as the finals, which gives you mm-hmm. game after game after game from uh, the end of February into March. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, if you're a hockey fan, I'd block off that weekend or that week. That's going to be a good one. You opened up against the Rosemont Irish, very uh, well-regarded team, a very good hockey club, and uh, they came up with a 5-2 and had an empty netter in there. Um, from your team, you had a lot of newbies, uh, new faces in the lineup. How did you feel they did, uh, given that was their first, you know, maybe full-time varsity shifts? Yeah, I thought we were just okay. I thought we lacked a little bit of juice, uh, you know, to finish the game. I, I thought the game was really good through two periods, obviously. We'd like to, you know, correct our special teams a little bit, which is rare for us to give up a shorty at the end of the second period. But uh, I thought the third period lacked a little bit of juice. We had some guys, you know, that's trying to fight through it a little bit. But it was a great learning experience. I thought well, Rosemont played very well. Uh, they got a lot of returning kids back. Uh, they looked the part. Um, I think they'll be definitely one of the teams to contend by by year's end as, as long as they do their part and continue to improve too. So Coach Sandy's got him in the right spots. I thought, thought the game was solid. It was a good first game for us. We got exposed in some areas, but we also figured out what we're good at too. And uh, we'll just keep progressing week to week. You talked about the special teams. I'm going to go back to that for a second. Some coaches have uh, theories and you know ideas of waiting a bit to get those engaged. Uh, what what's your approach to special teams? I mean, I know they can win and lose games, but w- when do you really cue in on those right away, or do you wait? I think it depends on your roster. You know, last couple of years we've had a lot of returning kids uh, that we kind of knew where they would fall, and I think your your roster settles in a little bit easier. So then it's easier to focus on special teams and practice and get them prepared. Uh, we're still trying to figure out who our top nine forwards are. We're still trying to figure out who our top 60 are. So uh, in doing that, I think when you get into special teams a little bit earlier than you should, it's a little premature. Um, you know, you're, you're putting guys in spots that might not be in in December or January. So we're going we're gonna to worry about five on five first, um, and then we'll, we'll get to special teams accordingly. Three days of practice this week, obviously, as you prepare to head up north. Grand Rapids with a nice win over Benilde St. Margaret's by a score of 4-2. to two. I can guarantee it wasn't probably a, a flashy win, but they probably grounded out as well as they do. they got a nice hockey team there from what I hear. I, I can't imagine they wouldn't. Uh, they got some Rapids. nice players up there. It's Rapids, and they're always hiding about three or four kids that can play that don't get any exposure. So they'll be solid. We knew that. We, we scheduled our schedule by design to be really difficult. So um, we're anticipating a year that's going to have some ups and downs and, you know, a lot of battles. And I think, you know, getting from one, uh, you know, a game with Rosemount coming out of the gate or, you know, right away and then heading up north and playing Greenway and, and Rapids back-to-back days, I think that's going to be really good for our team. And then following up later on in a couple of weeks, I think we go up to Moorhead. So that's going to be really good for us. 
the good roadies there. You know, and you got to give Wade some credit. He came in last second to uh, put the coaching hat on at Grand Rapids, and you know, good coach when he was up at uh, Bemidji there. I think he's at Bemidji, correct? Yeah, yeah, and uh, just kind of slid in and did the job there. So when, when you have the back-to-back games, um, you know, obviously that's you know six periods worth of hockey. What's your uh, approach to those two games? Nothing really different. We're just trying to settle in. So, I mean, I, I think these kids are resilient. They're young. They got bounce. Uh, I think back-to-back games will only help you. Um, helps you prepare. Helps you focus. There's a short turnaround in recovery. And the more you can play in back-to-back, I think it gets you ready for, again, the end of the year, the grind of January, the grind of the February, you know, in the late conference. You, your kids got to have a little bit of sandpaper to them. They got to learn to push through, play through a little bit of fatigue. You know, play through a little bit more mental alertness and managing the game better. Um, you know, risk management or just or just competing hard, shift to shift, and consistency. And I think what whoever team figures that out earlier is probably going to have the success earlier, and that's usually rewards re- returning players. Mm-hmm. Um, but whoever figures it out by the end of the year will probably be left standing. We talked before we went on the air here about how uh, there's some returning guys that know how you do things, how you prepare, how you practice, you know, how, how the day-to-day works. How valuable are they to the process, and what does that look like? Well, I think a lot of it just starts in practice, you know, the, the expectation of competing every day in practice. You, there's no entitlement here, so kids got to work for it. they got to battle. I, I think the ability... Uh, you know, certain programs have the ability to play deep in practice. You know, you might have three, four, five lines, you know, six, seven, eight defensemen. Um, the ability to be able to lean on each other and make it more game-like at least one day a week mm-hmm. uh, before the weekend or the, or the Thursday-Saturday turnaround. So I think when you can do that, that's only going to pay off long-term uh, for all your guys. I think they play more of an honest 200-foot game, and I think you're going to see teams that can do that usually can withhold the playoffs through sections, uh, and then into the state tournament. Three games and three nights is really hard. These kids don't do it, so um, you really have to approach it and put these guys in some tough situations, whether it's early or at Christmas tournaments and all that stuff. I think that only helps you kind of establish your roster and, and get prepared. Uh, then in terms of, you know, you hear about the Bill Belichick uh it's the system, you know, how that works. He just plugs players in. Um, in this situation with the group that you had last year versus the group you have this year, do you take on a different approach to how your team will play the game or, you know, based off of what you got roster-wise, or do you say, no, this is what we're going to do? What's your approach there? Well, I think in high school hockey, you know, it, there's no recruiting here. There's no draft. It's you, you have a certain number of players in any two-year cycle, you know, junior, seniors predominantly. You might have a couple sophomores that can help you, but it's your two-year cycle of players, and uh, good coaches at this level can adapt to, to your talent level. So um, certain years you're going to be really explosive up front, and we were that way a couple of years ago. Last year we were really dynamic on the blue line and with great goaltending, so you got to learn to win that way. And then and in other years you might have to learn just to play with your depth and, and be able to rely on your system and, and understand how to win a one-goal game and go through there. So I think really good coaches can adapt to their talent level. I don't think you can necessarily shape your talent around your system at high school. That would be my argument there. Uh, from what you have, if you want to share, uh, what do you think you see here with this group throughout the season? How do you think they will be playing by the time the playoffs come? Well, I like our kids. I've said that for the last two years. This group of kids, the seniors and the juniors, really work well together. Uh, they work hard. Um, they're very coachable. We're probably a little bit less dynamic than than recent years, but the, I think if anybody saw us play the last two years, 
that was a natural situation. But it doesn't mean we're not going to be any more effective. I think our guys are going to be playing more uh, really honest game. I think we, it's going to take us a little bit long, longer than usual to get to our game. Um, you know, it might take three, four games, five games. But once we get there, I think we're going to be very solid, and I think we'll be in contention. It's going to be fun to watch, Coach. You've got the big trip coming up to uh, the uh, Iron Range. And, you know, I, I'd be curious to hear the uh, stories about uh, playing in Greenway. That place has got a, a, a classic feel to it, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, that's why we're doing it. You, you know, you get, we're really fortunate. We have a great league schedule, and then our non-conference schedule gets us an opportunity to play a lot of really top programs, both private and public. And, you know, to get out of town and get on a bus with the kids and establish, you know, an identity uh, have some you know chemistry evolve in your roster. Um, go up to you know Greenway and, and, and Rapids, and then and then turn around later in a couple more weeks and go up to Moorhead. Those are great opportunities for your team to figure it out and gel because they're not going to be smooth. They're going to be bumpy little rides, and you're going to have to adjust. And style of play is probably a little bit different, you know. And you know those kids are going to play 200 feet, and there's going to be less transition and. You know, you're going to get up to some northern referees, and you're going to have to deal with that a little bit too. So different interpretations. Yeah, you know, I I like that. I think our ability. We always, or at least historically, the last couple of years, we've played really well in those environments. I thought last year we played really well up at Duluth East. You know, we turned around and we've been up to Moorhead a couple of years ago and played really well up there. Uh, you know, last year experienced Hermantown, had a great experience there in a very tight, small community environment. The kids really enjoy it. It's part of our experience here. Uh, you know, win, lose, or draw, we're going to get better. And then finally, when you get to the uh, tradition in the park, you mentioned three in a row playing in that uh, you know tournament feel where you have to just you know recover and play, recover and play. Um, what I like best about that two locations loaded with sixteen really good teams, and and you can kind of have matchups that fit for your schedule, which is awesome. Where you're not playing through a bracket; it's round robin. You just yeah. play. Uh, that's got to be a great thing to be uh, have in your hip pocket too. Well, I mean, for us, we're, we have an opportunity to play Maple Grove and over in Benilde. How great so, is that? So, yeah, that's, that's awesome for our kids. And I tell you what, if we can get through that weekend and, and feel confident, you know, injury-free and, and play good hockey for three days, that weekend will probably get us more prepared uh, outside of the late conference schedule for the playoffs than any weekend. So th- that's good stuff. And I get to stream all three of those. Yeah, it'll be good hockey, and, and the, that's as good as it gets. I think if you're just a casual fan of high school hockey, I would definitely block that weekend off and, and sniff around a little bit because there's going to be a lot of good talent, a lot of good compete, a lot of good coaches in the environment, people that care about high school sports. Uh, you know, that that's where it's at. All right, Goldie, have a great trip and a happy Thanksgiving. You too. Happy holidays. Thank you. Goldie's podcast will be back with another one coming up. So long, everybody.